As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Transfer Briefing from The Athletic. It's Tuesday the 23rd of January. I'm Tim Spears and on today's show... Is Benzema set to follow Henderson out of Saudi Arabia? The player situation in the Saudi Pro League is not the best. Confusion over Mo Salah's injury. Quite clearly, the Portuguese coach of Egypt, Yuri Vitoria, is annoyed with Liverpool. And Chelsea prepare for their biggest game of the season. Very relevant in the Premier League, so it is really all about the Cubs. You're listening to the Daily Transfer Briefing with Tim Spears. We'll start with last night's results and in the Premier League there was a bit of a snore fest at the Amex as Brighton and Wolves played out a nil-nil draw. That means Brighton have won just three of their last 15 Premier League matches, although after the game boss Roberto De Zerbi says he's happy with the top 10 finish this season. As for Wolves, only Liverpool have picked up more than their 14 points since early December. In the big game in the Championship, leaders Leicester were pegged back to a one-all draw by Ipswich, who were up to second thanks to Jeremy Sarmiento's last-minute equaliser. But if you thought that was dramatic, I certainly hope you caught the conclusion of Group B at the African Cup of Nations. The ball comes across, great save. Oh, that's the chance. It's in the back of the net. They've scored. The Blue Sharks have just ended Egypt's chances of qualification. Or have they? No, they haven't. Because it's 2-2 between Ghana and Mozambique. Yes, Egypt's are through, leaving Ghana and hosts Ivory Coast facing possible elimination after finishing third in their groups. Ivory Coast were walloped 4-0 by Equatorial Guinea in Group A, while in Group B, two goals in added time may have sent Ghana home as they're on just two points. Ghana were 2-0 up in the 91st minute against Mozambique thanks to two Jordan Ayew penalties, but blew their lead to draw 2-2. Elsewhere, Cape Verde equalised even later in the 99th minute to claim a 2 all draw against Egypt, minus Mo Salah of course, and had Ghana not let their lead slip, Egypt might have been out. Blimey. Right, here's our man in Africa, Simon Hughes, to make sense of it all. Simon, incredible drama, but here in the UK, the day's been sort of dominated by something else, i.e. Mo Salah's injury updates. What can you tell us about that? It's a lot clearer now, so basically Salah is expected to be out for 21 to 28 days. That's according to his agent, Rami Abbas, who thought it was important to intervene and give some clarity on the matter. Up until then, they've been a lot of claim, a lot of counterclaim. 
a lot of questions ignored as well about it, which I think hasn't helped Salah because it's just increased the pressure. Quite clearly, the Portuguese coach of Egypt, Yuri Vitoria, is annoyed with Liverpool for, for revealing that he will be going back to the club to complete his rehabilitation. The original plan from Egypt's perspective at least had been to keep this information under wraps, but obviously it became public when Jurgen Klopp spoke about it after Liverpool's victory over Bournemouth on Sunday. So he was he was bristling, I would say, at, at that development. It did bring more pressure, not just on Salah, but on Egypt ahead of the, a very big game. Obviously the host Ivory Coast are in a pretty precarious position, but they're not quite out yet, are they, Sai? It was a really shock result, and I was in the press room in uh, in the, the Central Stadium in Plateau, and the sense of shock was enormous. I think people felt that, that the tournament was over. But now there's a glimmer of hope because Ivory Coast will be watching the next, well, at least five of the matches to complete the group stages, hoping that at least two of them go their way. A couple of teams need draws for Ivory Coast to go through. A couple of teams need to get beaten. So there's still a chance, there's still a reasonable chance, I would say. Uh, just two of those five games need to go in Ivory Coast's uh, favour. And there's a chance that that could happen. Who knows, they could still end up winning the competition, but they've lost the last two games after starting the tournament really, really well, I, I would say, in the, in the opening game against Guinea-Bissau. But to lose 4-0 against Equatorial Guinea is a major shock, one of the big shocks of any recent AFCON. Now, Karim Benzema could become the second high-profile player to leave Saudi Arabia in this January window, but his potential destination is a bit of a surprise. 36-year-old Benzema signed a three-year contract with Al Ittihad following his exit from Real Madrid in the summer, but doesn't appear to be enjoying life in the Saudi Pro League too much. Instead, he could be set for an emotional return to Lyon, the club he made his name at, having joined the maze just nine years old and later winning three titles before moving to Madrid. Guillermo Rai has been across this story for The Athletic, and he brings us up to date on just how likely this move might be. Olympic Lyon looks the movement, the operation, as really difficult because of Benzema's high financial demands but the reality is that the player situation in the Saudi Pro League is not the best after six months he joined Al Ittihad he left Real Madrid also in a really great movement because there was a lot of uncertainty around around the player and around Real Madrid as well but he left Real Madrid he joined Al Ittihad and the truth is that after six months his situation is not the best. He has left the club without warning them. He went on vacation to Mauritius. He has returned from his holidays one week later than expected, one week later than his teammates. And now the club, Ali Tihad, is really angry with Benzema and is expected to have meetings with Benzema to solve the situation. This, Benzema's future is still up in the air. Although, uh, as far as we could learn, Ali Tihad hasn't received a formal offer from any club and Benzema hasn't communicated the club that he wants to leave. Either glory or another crisis awaits Chelsea at Stamford Bridge tonight as they face Middlesbrough in the second leg of their Carabao Cup semi-final. Michael Carrick's Borough hold a slender 1-0 advantage from the first leg at the Riverside, a result which really angered Chelsea's fans, who basically booed them off the pitch at full time. Expect more of the same if they can't beat the team that currently sit 11th in the Championship tonight. Or on the flip side, Mauricio Pochettino could lead the Blues into a cup final in his first season in charge. So what to expect from this one? Chelsea writer Liam Toomey is here to guide us. Liam, fair to say this is the biggest game of Pochettino's reign so far? I think it is his biggest game. It's Chelsea's biggest game of the season by some distance because it's 
got real stakes and there's something legitimately for them to win, as Pochettino said, a passport to the final. Uh, Lovely little turn of phrase. They're irrelevant in the Premier League this season, so it is really all about the Cups. And as well as the positive motivation to to reach the final, they've also got the negative motivation of not, not suffering the embarrassment of all embarrassments by losing to an injury-ravaged Middlesbrough over two legs. So there's a lot riding on this for Pochettino and for Chelsea. In the last two Carabao Cup games, you've had elation against Newcastle in the quarterfinals, booze against Middlesbrough away in the first leg of the semi. I guess you really just no idea what you're going to get from Chelsea at the moment. Yeah, I think the story of Chelsea over the last 18 months or so, but certainly the the story of, of this team this season is that whoever scores first is likely to go through. Chelsea have conceded the first goal in a lot of games over the last year or so, and it usually means that things are going to go very badly to the point where I think the fans at Stamford Bridge begin to get a bit of a sinking feeling. So if Middlesbrough can somehow nick the first goal, I think they're in a very strong position to defend it, as they did at home. But if Chelsea score first, they have been good at home under Pochettino, and they have been in improved form recently, albeit against a, a favourable run of Premier League opponents. But they haven't been entirely convincing in any of those games. And it still feels like a 90-minute performance is beyond this young Chelsea group. But they they may need to produce a 90-minute performance in order to get the scoreline as well as the result that they need. Michael Carrick in the build-up to this one says he's expecting the very best version of Chelsea. But... Seeing as Middlesbrough are where they are on the table, do Chelsea really need to be at their best tonight? This will be a test of their maturity and patience as much as their quality, I think, because they're going to have to handle the pressure of being behind to a team that has nothing to lose, but also everything to protect. So Middlesbrough will be highly, highly motivated. All their injuries, I'm sure, will only help them foster a kind of siege mentality at Stamford Bridge. And it'll be up to Chelsea to to break through that. They had the chances to do it at the Riverside. They just didn't take them. Cheers, Liam. And you can find out if it's delight or despair for Chelsea on Sky Sports from 8pm tonight or on ESPN Plus in the States at 3pm Eastern Time. Also tonight, five-time AFCON winners Cameroon will crash out of this year's tournament if they lose to Gambia. Elsewhere, Senegal, who are already through to the knockout stage, face Guinea. While in the other group being finalised today, Algeria, winners in 2019, are also in danger of going out. They need to beat Mauritania, while the winners of Angola and Burkina Faso will top the group. That's all for today's transfer briefing. Thank you for listening. I've been Tim Spears. Abby Patterson and Mike Zimmerman were your producers, with Ian McIntosh, your executive producer. I'll be back with you tomorrow. In the meantime, have a great day. The Athletic.